Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk, but no politics, okay? I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, and if you've been following us, I would say last week and a little bit of this week, uh, we have done a sports movie trivia, and I did this because I brought in my good friend, Matt Santiago to talk about this wonderful topic here. So, Matt, just want to say, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you doing? Not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. I'm just quarantining. (laughs) Not this guy. Waiting for school to get back in session. Yeah, no, not me. I'm still at work, so I don't have quarantine. I need to stay at home. I can't do it. So, Matt, sports movies. What makes a good one for you? Um, hmm. I would say it has to it has to include more of the sport than anything. A lot of sport movies you watch, you got a lot of drama, and you kind of defer away from the whole sport. Like in my opinion, I think it mostly has to deal with the sport and some some, but. Every you watch the sport movies now, a lot of it has the drama or winning over the girl. Never really got the sports in it anymore. You like the drama? I like I do, but I kind of like the sport too. I like seeing more of the sport than just the drama. So if you do not like the sport, you're probably not going to watch the movie. Like um, I've known you for a while, so if you say you like this sport. I'm going to probably have to call you out on it. Like a movie like Bend It, like Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Bend It, like Beckham? No, but I refuse to. I have actually seen that. My daughter made me watch it one time. 
Yeah, no, I uh, no. Because for me, a sports movie, ah, I like a little bit of drama, but I also like my comedy in there. So I need some yeah. like funny one-liners. Yeah. I mean, that's I like. I like the passion, though. You know, you got to think about the passion because you got to relate to the movie. I like that. You got to. You do. You do. You know, I, you get all hyped up. I mean, I mean, my I just watched Mighty Ducks two D two the other day. You know, like Bombay against Iceland. You know the passion he had. Yeah, but Bombay, he wasn't in it. The whole entire time. Yeah, but hey, you got them. You got them. Yeah, I definitely. I do like the drama, and I can understand what you guys are saying with the passion. I need a little bit of comedy. I, I like to laugh. Too much wackiness yeah. in this world. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. So, do you want to tell everybody your picks? Because I've I, actually, I forgot what my picks were. Oh, did you? Because yeah. I've gotten a lot of um, I wouldn't say crap, but a lot of people were like, "Where did you come up with this stuff? And why isn't this movie in there?" And I'm like, "Listen, me and my friend chose five, and then we had two wild cards chosen by somebody else." Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I kind of remember what my choices were. My choices, if you think about it, though, it's really hard to find a really good sports movie. Because I mean, there's any, uh, there's so many sports movies that are, that are out now that just are like meh. But at least I feel like the top five of Gabe had the drama too. I mean, I remember putting Never Back Down. It's not a great movie, but I watched a movie when I was a kid, and that movie hyped me up when I was seventeen, eighteen years old. So I feel like that's like if you were my age now. You can relate to that movie because how hyped up and, and angry and, and loved you had for the movie. It wasn't a great sports movie. It was probably a horrible sports movie. But still this day, I watched that movie. I, I could understand you because I've never seen Never Back Down, but I do know some premises behind it, and it just sounds like um, that movie. Almost oh, it's, a total, it's a total douchey frat movie. Is it like oh, a blood bag upon it? Is it like a blood sport or kickboxer? It's like all right, so it's like a back like a back uh, backyard MMA thing that goes on in high school, and like like I said when it first came out, I'm in high school. There's movies about fighting and stuff and getting a girl, and like you know when you're 17, it's all you want to do is fight people and do that, and then you watch these stupid movies, and it's like one of those movies that. When you're my age watching it, and I'm sure the movie you have when you're 17, if you could still watch it today, it's probably one of the dumbest movies you could watch, but you'll still watch it. I hear you. Because I remember the best of the best. That was like, other than, like I said, Bloodsport or Kickboxer, best of the best, uh, me and my friend Charlie, we would watch that a lot. And it was it like the North Korean or I haven't seen it and probably definitely over. Oh my goodness. Like 25 years. But um, I just remember the guys punching the trees standing in the snow. And I'm like, 
that is amazing. It was like Korea. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just a, it's a weird movie. It's not a great sports movie. Like I, I know there are way better movies out there in this movie, but when I was a kid, I watched the movie. I still watch the movie to this day. And I told people it's probably one of the worst movies ever made, but people like me and everyone who just likes dumb movies like that, they're going to watch that movie 10 times, 12 times in a week. But they'll straight up say, yeah, it was a bad movie, but I'll, I'll, watch, I'll sit down and watch it. But no, I remember my other movies now. They had Draft Day, I had Friday Night Lights, I had Jerry, McGuire, and I had Creed. Yeah, Creed was a weird one. Why not Rocky? Uh, I didn't grow up with Rocky. You know what I mean? Fair. I didn't grow up with Rocky. So I, my time is Creed. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody likes Rocky, but Creed is kind of like my time now. It's all what happened after Rocky. And, like, I like how they they had Sylvester Stallone in it. He was Apollo Creed's son. I mean, I kind of liked it more. I liked the new age of it. And I like how Creed 2, because I was going to put that one, but like in Creed 2, they had the Drago. I mean, so it kind of was like a cool sequel to have Rocky, but it really wasn't a sequel of Rocky. I gotcha. I gotcha. Draft Day was one that I was going to, I let you give me your five before I did mine. And Draft Day was one that I definitely. Oh, I love that movie. I remember, I remember we both watched it, and that saying that pancake-eating motherfucker thing still goes down as one of the top things I've ever heard in the movie. And I like how the whole process of that movie was. I mean, nobody understands the actual draft, but like, I got, I thought it was cool to put Buffalo in there. Well, it was I mean, supposed to be. It was supposed to be the be about, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be the Bills, but Western New York, you know how that goes. Yeah, well, I mean, they made it about the shitty Browns, and it kind of, like, it was kind of a tease, because you kind of sat there and be like, oh, the Browns are really good, and then you actually forgot that the Browns are horrible, it's a horrible organization in general, and it's, you could change it to be like that. You could, because they hyped you up to watch it, and maybe you want to fight the Browns, but at the end of the day, they're horrible. I, I just love the whole behind-the-scenes... He made this crazy pick. Yeah. And or he made the crazy trade, traded away all those number ones and everything else. And then all of a sudden he just got to the point where I felt like Kevin Costner was like, screw all of you. If I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out it my way. And I think this guy is an absolute bum. And just trade my <laughs> draft the guy that I wanted because he's an awesome guy. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I, I like I said, like draft every year the draft comes up, kind of gets you excited what your team's gonna pick. So this movie kind of gives you like a little behind the scenes of how it goes down. We only see what happens when it's NFL prime time at eight o'clock. The whole draft starts early. They're staying there, they're doing all the virtual, doing all the calls. Even the, tra- the calls before the trade, no one really thinks about it. So I thought it was a cool in-depth look what actually happened the draft day. Instead of watching a football movie, you're actually seeing how an organization builds a football team from a movie standpoint. Yeah, that's my only thing with that whole entire draft day is 
I'm getting this weird point in my life where if I watch a movie, I kind of need closure at the end. So at the end of draft day, they're in the tunnel. What's his, what's his name? Vontae Mack. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. The guy, and they're all <laughs> pumped. And Brian Drew, that's sad that I remember this, probably because I watch draft day every single year right before the draft. So that reminds me I have to watch this. And they're in the tunnel, and then it ends. And I'm like, ah, oh, can we at least see how the season went or something? Yeah, like, oh. yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean like that because I really hated the ending of that movie. Because I wish they didn't do it to where they started the whole season. I wish they would have left it and how they got the picks and that was it. But them like teasing me with the guy in the tunnel and stuff, like I said, that's what made me like, oh, wow, the Browns would be really good this year. And then you completely forgot it's a really bad organization. The worst. Like, it, yeah. I just hated it. I hated the ending. I forgot about that terrible ending they had for that. The one that I've never seen on your list is Friday Night Lights. Really? I I know I, the speech, but I liked it. I mean, it was a. I thought it was a good movie, but what got me into that was I watched a series first. I watched the whole series. I finally finished it. I was like, wow, it, it was a good. I liked the series. I thought it was good. But then I found out they had a movie out. I never watched it until one day. I was bored. I was like, oh, let's see what this movie's really about. I really liked the movie. I thought it was a good movie. They had had Billy Bob Thornton in it. I told So, I mean, it's got bad fan on it. I remember the speech. I've heard the speech Billy Bob um, says. That's, That's a really great speech. I'm just, I don't know. It appealed to me, but it didn't appeal to me. Yeah. I like weird. I like weird sports movies. Like some of them, like I said, sometimes I like the passion. I really like the when the sports mostly in it. So I mean, that's how it was. It's kind of like Friday, Friday night like high school thing. Who doesn't love Friday night like high school football? You know what I mean? And then it was like the team went all the way to the championship and. The better version of uh, Varsity Blues, I would say. I was going to say, I think I never watched it because it gave me a Varsity Blues vibe to it. It's definitely a better version of Varsity Blues. Uh, I'll give you that. I mean, it's still got the Varsity Blues feel to it, which I can see why you wouldn't want to watch that. Why? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think it came out later. And yeah, it's hard for me to watch movies per se when it comes down to certain things because as my kids get older, it's not as cute when they repeat things. So <laughs> yeah, I see Yeah, so that's a lot of Jerry Maguire was probably one that um I think is another interesting movie like Draft Day because we don't see how nutty these agents are maybe other than say a guy like drew rosenhaus and for a casual fan you don't understand how much these guys work and put into things Mm -hmm. because that that agent quote unquote the agents even in the business and everything like that they're non-stop they're doing it they're doing the deals they're calling the teams teams like it they're going back and forth the agents i think they said the agents are non-stop 
if it like how they did in Jerry Maguire, if it's, that's how it should be, actually is in real life. And he, I liked it because he works at that big company and all of a sudden he got canned and he went and did his own thing. And he had that one player, stuck by the whole player. He took him to the whole draft, I think, right? In the, oh, the he, was, he wanted the uh, Rod Tidwell. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about now. Remember he took, remember he took him to the draft? Yeah. Because his agent, he had a young kid as an agent, the kid decided to go with his old company. Something like that, like if that I remember. Jerry O'Connell's character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a quarterback, and he's supposed to be the next big thing. He's like Bo Callahan from Draft Day. Yeah, that was his name, Bo Callahan. <laughs> I couldn't remember his damn name. Bo Callahan was a quarterback, and I don't want Bo. Bo Callahan. That... That was awesome. Draft Day, Draft Day is a great movie. If you, I think it's one of those movies though where we keep on going back to Draft Day. Sorry, but I think it's still one of those movies that if you are not a hard, almost hardcore football fan, where you watch the draft and you want to know more, then it's very hard for you to watch. Oh yeah. Because I'll go back to draft the end day. Because people always watch football movies and they see the whole football. Man, that thing, we I get hyped up for draft day and trade. I, I really don't, like, the season, once the season starts, I'm like, all right, here we go. But when you watch football from the end of the season to the trades to the, the NFL draft, the practices, that's what gets, real, like, a real football fan going because this is your team. Start of a new, you got some new players coming in. Old players got traded, whatever it is, your players got traded from the draft, like that crap, that's what like you have to watch. And I think a movie is such an underrated movie that nobody even understands. Not any a lot of people know that movie's out, I feel like. Because I don't get why it's not talked about more as a sports movie. Um, like I said, it gave me that vibe because the Browns like then went. It gave me that weird vibe. Like, have you ever watched the show Ballers? Yes. It gave me that weird Ballers vibe, too, at the same time, because Ballers, the Rocks can own the team in Vegas, and this and this, and, and the Dallas Cowboys owner is this guy. And I'm like, man, I can't. it's really hard for me to relate to this movie, too, because this is not really happening. This is already happening somewhere else. The Rocks didn't start the Vegas thing. So it was hard to me. It's so hard. It was hard for me to, to take my mindset out and not to real life and get to the movie life of it. My man, Ricky Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Jarrett, and then who was the other dude? He was uh, a fat guy. And he, he was the gamer. I remember he was a gamer. That, was, that wasn't Ricky Jarrett. That was, uh, he was a D at defensive end for the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. What? The, I can't remember. He was like, I got rid of HP. He was just so bad. Like he would screw up everything. He's like, you can't do this. And he's like, I'm the best defensive end at Dale's Cowboys. So like, this guy's like 240 pounds fat. There's no way. It was that's that's a definite good show. Okay. It, well, I don't know if you watched the last season of it. No. Um, but it was kind of like a Game of Thrones kind of thing. 
I did just throw a whole bunch of stuff together just to get rid of the show. Oh, did they? See, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, it, it was, like, really bad. The, like, the last episode to the last season was really bad. Like, it, I couldn't. It was, like, they were doing something to where, um, like, the one guy for the Rams, the head guy for the Rams was trying to trade for Alvin Kamara. Like it like then eventually the show just didn't make sense at all. Like and then um The Rock was trying to get reinstated the NFL or something again and become an owner for the Kansas City Chiefs out of nowhere. It was just it was just bad at the end. I I hate when shows just throw stuff together. I think a lot of times shows need to know when just to quit and just never show back up. I don't think the show should have quit. I think it had. Well, I think the last season had it, but the way they ended it, it was just terrible for that show. Because first, I think the first three seasons of that show, I think it at five, first two or three seasons of that show was really good. So I was like, oh, it's a really good show. It's kind of get the entourage vibe. Then the last two seasons were just horrible. I think that's like he bought a, a sports enterprise of like skateboarding. It had nothing to do with what what it was from football. I don't know how a guy goes from being a financial advisor to an owner. It was just weird the whole show last few like episodes of that show. I see I, I think that's why I stopped watching it is it got a little bit weird with the Raiders thing. And Steve Gutenberg I could not buy as a big casino tycoon considering I grew I would I, I grew up watching Steve Gutenberg in like police academy playing a goofball and then watching him yeah. in a baby. So it was kind of weird. Yeah, he's I, trying to be a serious role and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, it was hard. Though. Like they had, at the end, they had, who's that British guy? He's a comedian, R- Russell. Oh, Brandon Russell. Um, yeah, they had him in there, and it just ruined. I hate his accent. I hate everything about the guy. And right when they brought him into the, I think it was the fourth season, I was like, this show is just done. It, there, it's done here. Like, how do you bring this idiot into a show? I'm gonna go over my picks real quick here. Yeah, I don't know what you had. All right, mine is very baseball heavy. And when I was a kid, I would have to say uh, baseball was my favorite sport over football. If anybody's ever heard me talk, they would be kind of shocked that I would choose baseball over football. I remember remember you talk about baseball a lot. Do you? Standard. Yeah, you would talk about baseball a lot. I just never got into baseball when I was a kid because when I was growing up, I think baseball kind of a Dying, not dying, dying, but more boring. wasn't that big. I started growing up with football more instead of baseball, so that's why I can't really relate to a lot of baseball stuff. You probably came in towards like I was like when I grew up watching Conseco and McGuire as the Bash Brothers and uh, Oakland. Yeah. Um, Don Mattingly, when he before his back just totally went to crap. Uh, Griffey is the greatest baseball player that I ever seen. Um, I know 
everybody else will have their opinion, but that's just my thing. So, I mean, baseball was just always an awe to me. And my dad always coached baseball, so it was kind of something that I fell in love with. But my movies yeah. are, I had the Sandlot. Okay, I, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I never really, I wasn't really big into the Sandlot when I was a kid. I watched it a few times, but I mean, I know it's like a good movie. Like, I feel like everyone relates to that movie, but. But you were, as you stated, you weren't a baseball kid. Yeah. I know the Sandlot is sent, uh, what is it? Sent, I think I found it in 1963. Like, I actually looked this up when I was watching it recently with my kids. Um, and I was born in, like, 82. But I can still yeah. remember gathering with my friends. You go to the diamond, you might have one or two balls, and you just wanted to hit, and you wanted to play, and you just did stupid stuff. Um out there that you couldn't do in Little League. So, I mean, it gave us that it was a cool summer movie, but also a good little baseball movie there. That's another yeah. reason. That's why I picked it. I also have, like I said, this is kind of baseball heavy on, out of five. <laughs> There's three baseball movies out of five on here. Uh, the next one, Major League. Yeah. I, I, I have watched every Major League movie. And like Draft Day, my favorite, like the pancake eating motherfucker thing in draft day. My favorite line in all of Major League, and a lot of people will think I'm nuts, is when Pedro Serrano is talking to Joe Boo and that, what was it, Harris. Harris, the pitcher with the last name Harris, is talking to him and he's like, You need to find yourself a you need to find yourself a new guy like our like my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Sorrento sitting there and he's like, Ah, Jesus, he's good. And then he says something about hitting a curveball, and that Harris guy out of nowhere goes, Are you telling me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? And I (laughs) I die every time I hear that line. (laughs) I remember that movie like here and there, but like, I, I remember watching movies. Yeah, I watched them movie a lot when I was a kid, too, because my dad would always watch it. They, have a, they got three of them, right? Yeah, the second one's not yeah. too bad. The third one doesn't really have the star power like it did. There's no Charlie Sheen as Ricky Vaughn. The other yeah, one, like, wow. Major League also is something uh, my daughter's heavy in the softball. You know that. And she started pitching. And I make fun of her all the time. And she is like uh, Rick Vaughn. She's very wild. Uh, she, <laughs> she has to wear glasses. And I love messing with her when she pitches. Because when she throws it, and it sometimes it gets so wild, it's completely outside. And I always and she gets so mad because I'll do the lion quote. <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> so bad at me. Hey, you should start playing a wild thing for her when she starts coming out, though. Oh, she, <laughs> they should because she's so she's so bad. She played. Um, I don't know what they have around here, 
it's not really a little league, but it is a little league. They call it civic ball. And she's, she's pretty good. She's on our travel team and everything else now. So then we put her in the civic league so she could get a little bit more playing time. And she yeah. was probably the fastest, strongest pitcher out there. And she would throw at these girls and she would graze them or have them sit in, or, or go right inside. And these girls would not dig in at all. And all I'm thinking in my head is I should be like, Adriana, ease up, leave these girls alone. But in my head as a father, I'm like, nail it in there, nail it in there. You hit one yeah. of them, I guarantee yeah. they're not going to hit you. No, do they have a bronze shit? You jump up and start hyping your kid up. You want your kid to destroy every other kid out there. I don't have to do that. Heather's worse than me. <laughs> so you, you guys are that, that uh, the sports parents talk mad shit? No, I'm very quiet. I'm, I'm actually very kind of quiet. Um... I don't know why I do it, but I scout kids <laughs> when I'm out there. <laughs> like, like, like uh, my uh, Steven started playing basketball around here. And I'm yeah. scouting these kids, and I'm like, nah, nah. I'm looking at, and they're like eight, nine, ten years old. I'm like, nah, this is. This is garbage. This is garbage compared to the falls. I said none of these kids would even get on the court if, they, if we were not. <laughs> and I'm thinking that in my head. I'm, I'm leaning. I, I whisper. I'm leaning to Heather, going, "That that kid, that kid ain't got nothing. That kid ain't got nothing. That kid ain't got nothing." I see that shit now when I see kids play shit. I'm like, yo, I go, these kids can't even play sports anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. just. That's just how I feel. That's what I do. So here we go. Bringing it into it as we're talking about leaving Little League and everything. Uh, another one on my list was the the OG Bad News Bears. Not the Billy Bob Thornton version. <laughs> I want yeah. Yeah. Walter Matthau as Buttermaker sitting on the bench pouring whiskey or bourbon into a beer handing kids beers and everything else. That is a very classic movie because I've played on some really bad little league teams. I've played on some good ones, but and I've seen some really bad little league teams. And that yeah. is Bad News Bears has become I would say almost like a wow, I'm so bad with stuff what's it what's a descriptive <laughs> i think it's an adjective an adjective yeah descriptive word for little league sports now not just they're bad no oh yeah because they they just have teams that are just put together they're just real bad and you got teams that are just really good yeah i love the bad news bears that's how my little league was is that i played for this one team and I had the head coach was probably the biggest pervert I ever met in my life. Still this day is. But he put he would put together like every good player on his team because we were the Yankees and then you would just go against these teams that were really bad. Like they every from this kid to this kid, they were just horrible but like our team and the other two teams were just the top teams in the whole league every, all year. 
Titanic. Oh yeah, I can relate to that movie. I've I've seen that when my daughter played. They, there, there's always one team with the clique of parents, and they wanted everybody on the team. And everything else. Matter of fact, the people that did that, they started coaching the travel team. I'm not going to mention names, but I'm going to tell a little story. They started uh, a travel team at the little league that my daughter played in, and my daughter tried out, and I watched all these girls, and when it comes to any of my kids after they're done with the game, I simply ask them, I said, do you want to know what you did right? Do you want to know what you did wrong? And if they say yes, I tell them. If they say no, I leave them alone. So I'm watching all these girls and everything else play. My daughter is out there. She's making play. She's not a very good field fielder. She's got her yeah. father. She's got her father's stone feet, uh, but she can hit. And she was racking these softballs at like, like 50, 40 miles per hour at the age of what was she? 11, 10, 11 years old. And they did not even pull her back. And I think that kind of helped her because it put a chip on her shoulder because these people were like, nah, we're not going to put her on our team because we'd rather have my friends get on the team than actually have a competitive team. Oh, this hot is everywhere, though. My next one, I don't know if you've ever seen this one. This is an old one. Uh, Necessary Roughness. No. No. It is. I had no clue what that one was. It is about a fictional college um, in Texas. And they get like, have you ever watched, do you watch 30 for 30s? Yeah. Okay, you've seen Pony, what is that, Pony Excess about SMU? Yeah. This is based pretty much, like this is more of a comedy kind of, it's based on SMU. This big time Texas, college gets these sanctions it's kind of almost like now that i think about it it's kind of like major league uh meets the whole smu 30 for 30 thing because uh they get all these sanctions put on so all the players pretty much get cut for cheating and everything else they bring in this they bring in this old coach from before and then the dean doesn't want the football teams to to succeed because he'd rather have the money for academics, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Simbad's in it. And they kind of throw, oh, wow. throw together this ragtag team. Uh, Scott Bakula, I don't know who, if you even know who that is. No. Okay. Um, he's an old actor, but he's like this guy, and he's like 35 years old, but he still has college eligibility left. And he's got okay. a really and he's got a really great. Oh, he's Brandon. He's Brandon Whedon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I would say he's better. And they bring him in to play quarterback. Uh, Simbad's working on getting his PhD at the school, but he still has college eligibility. He comes back and plays. They got a guy that can't catch. Um, they got this guy, this ROTC guy, on there. It's kind of like this whole big like ragtag team. Uh, the center is. I've just, had to see this movie then. You had to because uh, Scott Bakula throws a ball so hard at the guy that can't catch it, it literally sticks in his face mask. 
I think I've seen this. Okay. It's the Texas State Armadillos. Big fat Samoan guy is the center. Uh-huh. And he says the um, the line at the end of the movie where they're trying to beat the whatever other great Texas team so they can at least get one win. And at the end mm-hmm. of the movie, he's like, they won't touch you, Mr. Blake. And he, like, hits a guy so hard his face mask flies off. It's... It's yeah, a, I think I've seen this movie. I think it's like on Sony Crackle or something. If you ever, it it's a it's just a great uh, old school movie. Yeah, unders underdog football movie. My I remember my dad taking us to like the Four Seasons to watch this thing. Jim Kelly's in it. Oh, Jerry. Rowe. Oh damn! I didn't know that. Yeah, because they, I must they, have seen it. Because if you say Sinbad, if you say Sinbad, I think I've seen. I've seen a lot of Sid Bad movies in my life for some odd reason. They play Jim Kelly and Jerry Rice, and there's some other guys, um, some former NFL players, and they're playing. They play on the Texas State Penitentiary team. They use it as a warm-up game. So they they're like in this practice, and then they call hike, and then the state penitentiary guy starts beating the beating the shit out of the college football player, and the one guy. <laughs> Jason Bateman's in it too, and Jason—I think it's Jason Bateman. He's laying on the ground and he's like, "What? What were you put into jail for?" And the guy just looks down at him in this like gravelly voice, and he's like, "Computer fraud." I feel like I've seen this now. I don't know. You—you you gotta watch it. It's—it's it's just a great. I watch it. And then my final movie was Any Given Sunday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I never watched that full movie either. Though. Like that one, I saw, I saw, I saw like bits of that one, but I never watched the full um, movie because it was like older. The speech at the end gets me. I didn't really believe Al Pacino as a head coach all the way, but yeah, it's a great movie, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor's in that, Hello Cool J. Some, you know, it's got some really great moments, more drama. And then here's yeah. our here's our wild cards. All right. These were on behalf of the host of the two point conversation. Um, Miracle. Good hockey movie. Okay. Yeah, it's it a classic hockey movie. Everyone thinks you have to go hockey movie, you think of that movie. Actually, when I think of a great hockey movie, too, when it comes to and if I, if we could probably add 10, it would have been on here, is if you've ever seen Slapshot. I old, have old, heard of Slapshot. That's a good one. With the Hanson brothers. Who's in that? Oh, geez. The only guy that I can really think of is Paul Newman. That's how old it is. Yeah, I just, I've heard of Slapshot, though. And then we got good old Remember the Titans. See, I knew that one was going to pop up, and I just knew that one was going to take the cake. That's not a pull. I just knew it. So, like, I, I'm like, I know this movie. Everybody talks, I remember the Titans. It's the greatest movie that was made for sports. So I just knew that that one was going to pop up no matter what, and it was going to take the cake. I like Remember the Titans, but I think it's one of those movies. I think that- there are so many other movies out there that are just way better. 
I I think I gotta be in the mood for that one. That's my only thing with it. Yeah, it's one of those ones you gotta be in the mood to watch and like you gotta be able to sit there and watch it. Like I thought it was Friday Night Lights for me. Like, I like Friday Night Lights, but I gotta be in the mood. The football movie you guys just pay attention to See, there's I feel like I got some Wildcat movies though that I didn't get to pick. And do you remember the Little Giants? Yes, I love the Little Giants. The Little would... Giants movie, The Replacement, and there's that one movie with Brad Pitt, and he was he was in. It was a baseball movie. He was the Oakland A's. Yeah, those three, those three were like my Wildcat ones before my top five. I was wanting to share that. Yeah, Moneyball was great because that was almost like a draft day where it showed you things. And yeah, that... and he he was hated. He was hated by everybody in the organization or something. If I remember, like they all just hated him. He he was rebuilding the whole team. He fired everybody, got rid of everybody, got rid of the scouts and stuff like that. They all hated him. Cyber the, the cybermetrics is still huge. I mean, every sport uses them, even the Houston Rockets. That's why they. If you ever notice, the Houston Rockets don't take mid-range jumpers. They'd rather feel that you drive to the net. you got a better percentage, to either you go high percentage shot or low percentage shot, nothing in the middle. That's probably what they lose all the time. Yeah. I, I hate the Houston Rockets. But do you have a basketball one? Um. I, I feel like there's not really a lot of basketball movies out there. My, like, my I favorite. Remember, I really don't think of one. Some some people that participated in the in the tournament here. Um, they mentioned Space Jam. Uh, I yeah, it's not really a baseball movie though. It's more like a kid movie. I mean, I just think people like it because it's got Jordan in it, and it's got like the old, older, um, like older basketball, like Charles Barkley and everybody's in it. So I, I guess I can see why people would like that movie. I don't like Space Jam that much. Never really got into it. I watched it. I'm just like, meh. It's an okay movie. I wouldn't watch it when I if I'm bored though or anything. It's because even if it's on TV, I would turn it. I just feel like if you're going to mention a basketball movie, you uh, the first one that you should always think of, this is my personal opinion, is just Hoosiers. Never seen it. That is a great, great movie. The other is it older? Yeah. Gene Hackman plays a coach, and it's set like in 1950s small town indiana uh-huh. um who else is in it dennis hopper uh, no, i never seen that that's it's a really good one the, i remember it too because the guy that played harris in major league plays like this asshole dad in it so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one that i could suggest basketball wise is blue chips a lot of people would go, oh, the same thing with Space Jam, because it's got mm-hmm. Shaq and Penny in it. Yeah. But it gets some dirt. Yeah, 
Yeah, I guess. But like, I, I can't really think of a good basketball movie. I mean, you can think about good. You can think about semi pro. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. But... Semi pro is awesome. <laughs> you know, the Trop Thunder or whatever. You know, the Tropic or whatever the name was in that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Jackie Robert. What was his name? Jackie. Jackie Moon. I just watched. Jackie, I just watched it the other day too. I couldn't stop laughing at this dumb movie. Oh, that! I think that's a Will Ferrell sleeper. I love it when. What do they got to give out the corn dogs, and they don't? <laughs> they can't even want them. to get the points. Yes. <laughs> so he started defending the other day. He started defending against his own team. Because he was like, yeah, guys, we're going to win, but let's not win by too much. Off everybody free corn dog. I love it when at the end and that Verkaitis dude scores, and he's like, God damn it, Verkaitis, learn to speak English. <laughs> he's like a big foreign dude. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I just watched that movie the other day. I thought it was a great, I think it was a great Will Ferrell movie that shows I mean, you guys are a big-time comedian like him. They make a lot of dumb movies, too, but that one's like that dumb, funny movie. Oh, my goodness. Woody Harrelson plays great in that. Yeah. He stole it for me. In fact, was like, this dude's the best basketball player around, but he actually made it look like he was the best. I'm like, all right. He's banging the dude's wife, and the dude's just watching him. (laughs) Because it's his favorite player? Yeah, the favorite G League player, basically. The alley hoop was created in that. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. This dude from Outcast is the best basketball player around, though. Clarence Downtown, Funky Stuff Malone, or known as Coffee yeah. I used to watch that movie constantly. And then they had the, the halftime shows, and they would practice the halftime shows with them in the mascot, mascot uniforms and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mascara. They burned their eyes. Who was the one where they were talking? And he was like, I can't remember it all the way through because a lot of stuff, it seemed like dialogue happened really fast in there. And he's talking to him. He's talking to the ref, to Father Pat, I believe it was. And they pretty much say that Jackie Moon's mom's in hell. And everybody's like, oh, oh, he crossed the line there. And we'd like to say thank you for watching the tropics. And <laughs> he goes, I, I didn't mean it, Jackie. He goes, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yep. Oh, that that's a good that's a good comedy basketball movie. Would you yeah, not, good, it's just a good Would you consider Talladega Nights a sports movie then? Uh, I, I don't know because I mean What's that? Uh, I guess you could say it's a sports movie. It doesn't really have a lot more sports in it, and it just got a couple race scenes. That's about it, though. I mean, wait, I think he only races like two or three times you actually see it. That's more about. It's just more Will Ferrell. I don't know. You know I mean, I want to say it's more of a sports movie instead of a comedy movie. Yeah. 
I know Isn't like there another uh, racing movie though. That's like it was like a Formula One movie. No, the, the only racing movie that I think other than Talladega Nights that I actually watched, and I'm not a big on Tom Cruise, but Days that's of what I'm Thunder, thinking of. That Tom Cruise movie. That's a NASCAR movie. But no, he was Formula One. No, he was. He was NASCAR rubbing his racer. Wasn't it? I, I, didn't, I thought it was a four. I thought he was doing four. I th- then I might be thinking of a different movie, but I remember his movie too. That movie too. I thought he was Formula One, but I watched that movie. I thought it was a good first racing movie. I would say that's a good movie. Then there's like, there's some other weird like sports movies out there. You know what's a good baseball? Okay, here we go. I'm going to go baseball. Baseball's still got a little place in my heart. Is, I don't know if you ever watched it, but Trouble with the Curve. No. It is... I fast forward through the love story. <laughs> but it's got Clint Eastwood, and he plays an old just baseball scout that everybody thinks is washed up. What is is it older? I would say 2009, 2010, Justin Timberlake's in it. Okay, I remember this movie. Yeah. It 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 was it was good as a baseball movie. I hated I I'm so sick of love stories being in every single movie I watch. Cuz he like the he Clint Eastwood liked he uh he liked the girl, right or something. He what? He Clint Eastwood was the love love story guy, right? Or was it Justin Timberlake? It was his daughter. Um, Justin Timberlake were like the whole love story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I remember it. Forgot who his daughter was played by. I think it was that chick from the Notebook. Yeah, I kind of remember it. I, I, I exactly know what you're talking about now because it was like as one of Clint Eastwood's like okay kind of movies left but yeah i remember that movie yeah it was it's probably up there also i mean and then we brought up i know i brought up rocky i think a thing with rocky is there's so many of them and yeah i went over this like in my police academy thing is when i was younger i watched all the rocky movies and if I was to watch them now, they, like from my memories of them when I was younger, they're all blended together into one Rocky movie, especially like one and two are just blended together. Yeah. Three, yeah. I can, three I can pick out. Four is easy because it's Ivan Dragoff. And five was an absolute, it was stupid. It's the only Rocky movie where he doesn't fight in a ring. Yeah, because he let he let uh, who did he let uh, fight? Tommy, oh Tommy, Tommy, Mach- Tommy Machine Gun Morrison. Yeah, for some. So, so would you consider would you consider Waterboy a uh, sports movie then? I would have to say partially. Okay. 
I couldn't um, consider it because I, I think of that movie. If you're going to consider that a sports movie, I guess you would consider Happy Gilmore a sports movie. Then I would consider Happy Gilmore more of a sports movie. I don't know. I would consider kind of both of those, but not not in the upper echelon of sports movies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It gives you some background, but I feel like. Waterboy, I, I don't know, because Happy Gilmore kind of gets you an idea of, like, tournament. Yeah, because that's the only good – that was the only good golf movie I can think of. Is how I would say Happy Gilmore is a really good golf movie because that's really how it goes. You win the tournament and get your big track. Legend of Beggar Vance is probably the yeah. best. That's that golf? Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon and Will Smith. Very good golf movie. Will Smith is in it? Yeah, he plays a caddy. Oh, I'm not saying like old, like old time movies. Yeah, sorry. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's a nope, good one. I don't remember one. that one. It's a good one. I what, about, even... did you, what about The Blind Side? I did like, like that one. I did like The Blind Side. That was a good sports. I think that was a good sports movie because it did go over. I think it highlighted to a position in the NFL that needed to be highlighted. Left tackle position. Yeah, right. Like, he's a left tackle, right? Yeah, and then he ended up playing yeah. right tackle in the NFL. Now he don't even play anymore, but no. And he says that movie ruined his life. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I keep hearing. I, I don't get why it did. I mean, he was the first round pick. They made the movie off of him, and he, he hates that movie now. I right, I, I like the movie, and then I saw the ending, and I saw what the family really looked like. I was like, man, I was expecting this hot lady looking like Sandra Bullock, and he got the lady from the Food Network instead. But what the, come on, you're not going to put in somebody that... I want a real-life event, man. I want... I wanted to see the, the, the whole people. No, they're not going to do that. Sandra Bullock, see Sandra Bullock going into the hood and stuff like that? No. So that, 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 was a, that was a tough one for me. I liked it, but like, I think it was more like, um, I couldn't, I don't think it was more sports movie though because it had more of the, the life before football instead of the actual football. You never really watched him really play football in the whole movie. It was more outside and his home life in the hood, in the hood, and being a gangster. Around. I was crack out my head. He wasn't a gangster. I don't know, man. <laughs> Big Mike. Yeah, I could see where your your sports movie logic goes into there. But I mean, it's got some. Scott Michael. Got crackhead mom in that movie and shit. Like, come on. What's it? Oh, I know. Okay. I know my absolute favorite basketball movie of all time. <sighs> you might. And I've watched it a million times. And that's He Got Game. He Got Game? He Got Game. With uh, Denzel? With Denzel and Ray Allen. 
I feel like that. I, I never really watched that. I don't know of it. I know Denzel was in it. That's about it. It gives you some seedy things in the recruiting. I mean, we're gonna go. We're gonna go basketball movie. The movie I remember, and it's such a such a bad movie to even say that I would watch this movie is Juana Man. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Why don't you just say you watched Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Or, or, or like or like Mike. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Mike. Okay. They just made a like the Mike good. movie. The WWE did. Nah. Nope. Oh, yeah. They got to stop doing that. I, I, mean, I, I mean, we can't forget a wrestling movie. is probably the best one is ready to rumble. <laughs> no, what about No Holds Barred? With Hulk Hogan no and, and Zeus. Oh, no. No, no. Ready to rumble. Because that movie was like every kid's dream is to become a professional wrestler out of nowhere. And you're in, you're fighting in a steel cage match. Out, out of, no, no. Ready to rumble. I used to watch that movie as a kid every day. I just remember now at work having conversations about Ready to Rumble with you, with Jimmy the King, and you running around work going, I will will rule you. I will rule you. But that was like, it wasn't a WWE movie. It was a WCW movie. Bill Goldberg's in it. Sting's in it. They had the triple cage match. They had had everything. Everything was in that movie. John Cena? John Cena was not in that movie. John Cena. He, he was. He was. For like he, two seconds. He was like he was like one of the little hood dudes or something like that. No, he's in that when people. they went to go see Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, and you see a like he looks like he's got blonde hair. Oh, he's working out. Is he working out? Yeah. Okay, I think I remember it. I, but like when I saw Goldberg, like when I was, I, I like Goldberg when I was like he's one of my favorite, one of my favorite. When I watched that movie, I didn't know who he was. I looked him up when I was a kid. I didn't know he was a real wrestler. And he played for the Atlanta Falcons, so obviously I got, I got heart for Bill Goldberg. Have you ever I seen that movie too? Have you ever seen The Wrestler? I didn't like it because I like when that movie came out. I hate Mickey Rourke. Uh, I'm just gonna flat out say it. I can't stand him for some reason. He just doesn't do it for me. And and when they were coming out with that movie, I was like, oh wow, it's gonna be about like WWE. No, I'm watching a movie about drug use and and sex and stuff. And I was like, I think I I think I was 13 when it came out, so I didn't know what the hell was going on still in life. And I'm watching this movie injecting his ass and all these painkillers and shit like that. I was like, wow. Yeah. Everybody says it's a great movie. I don't have an issue with it, but I just—it was not what I. They portrayed that movie to be this big, right? Like that movie. Like when I think of that movie, I think of the that movie Concussion with Will Smith. It tells you the real life shit, and it kind of probably was not sports like you want to see it. As. I didn't even watch Concussion with Will Smith because I didn't watch that. Uh, it was alright, but I mean, I that, that movie kind of. It wasn't like more sports. It was like, yo, this is what's really going on. And honestly, I think that movie, like they had like guys killing themselves in movies, concussions and stuff like that. But 
that's the vibe you get from um, any given Sunday, too, because, like, Lawrence Taylor character, Shark, had this massive neck injury, and they're like, yo, you got to retire. And the one shady doctor played by James Woods is like, no, nah, we could get him. We could get him to play, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll." Sign. And Lawrence Taylor's character is like, "I'll sign a waiver. I just want to play. I got like five kids to feed." So, I can... didn't Lawrence Taylor get in trouble with like a prostitute or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If he, yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember. Cause I remember when I was in Florida. I think he was. This was like ten years ago, but I remember something coming out about him getting in trouble. I wasn't sure. Lawrence can't. Lawrence can't help himself sometimes. I guess. I'm yeah, trying to think. Sad. <laughs> or Eugene Robinson with the Atlanta Falcons right before the Super Bowl. Well, what, what, wait, which Super Bowl? Huh? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't remember that. Yeah, he got busted the day before the Super Bowl with the prostitute. And yeah, it was in Miami. Uh, can't can't keep him away from the prostitutes, I guess. Oh, okay. need to blow off some steam before the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure. That's one way to do it. Did, how come you did? I feel like you would put uh, for your movie though for Batman movie. I feel like you would put White Man Can't Jump. I do like that. I haven't seen it. That was probably like the first basketball movie I ever watched. Yeah. And I remember like I think of, I, I think of that movie, I think of you would definitely put that movie down. I was surprised that movie was not down at all. That's because I like I liked he got game. I really yeah. like yeah, I guess. I really liked he got game. You know what you know what movie? Alright, I'll give you a baseball movie I like. I actually liked it when I, I watched it when I was a kid, it was the rookie. You mean, oh rookie of the year? No, the rookie with uh, it was that Disney movie. He was older. He came out of retirement to be a pitcher again. Oh, that's. With, uh, I liked it. I liked it. I thought you were talking about rookie of the year with Mister Henry Rolling Gar 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 Nerd Nerd Nerd. Was rookie of the year with the kid? Yeah, where he breaks his arm or something and his tendons tighten up and then he can pitch real fast but it doesn't even yeah look like yeah i like i like rookie of the year too i like that little spanish kid right i don't know if he's spanish i think it was a little spanish kid what was another oh um the other far-fetched one that i watched once as a kid was what was it called i think it was little big league baseball wise and it was a cool idea when I was a kid, but now that I'm older, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing in the world, where the grandfather owns the Minnesota Twins, and the grandfather dies, and he leaves the team to his, like, 13-year-old grandson. Wow, that's horrible. Uh, then, the movie sounds horrible. And the, <laughs> well, when you're a kid... You're thinking, wow, what can I do? That was a whole. Yeah, he always dies and leaves the kid, or his grandparent always dies, and now the kid's all in charge of the team. He fires the manager and becomes the manager of the team. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. 
what was the there was another one. Oh my goodness i can't remember it my brother used to watch it because he was a yankees fan and it had the yankees in it it was with uh brendan bazier if i'm saying his name right and it's about this scout that works for the yankees and it gets sent like deep into mexico and he finds it it pretty much is one of those movies where if it tweaked the story and gave you a little bit more backstory into things it would be really good um, and he finds, who is it? Albert Brooks is the, is the scout and he finds, uh, Brendan Fraser like deep in Mexico and this guy can like pitch and pit and everything else. And he finds the guy, but the Yankees don't know anything about him quite yet. They end up firing the scout. He brings them to Yankee stadium, uh, so that teams would bid on him and stuff like that. And it's like right before the World Series. It's not a bad movie. It's just kind of hard to follow. Well, not so much hard to follow, but it doesn't give you that closure of like, there's certain points where you're like, okay, he's acting like this, but why is he acting like this? Right. I think it's called I, the I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but I brought up a little giant, and oh. I feel like that's a classic movie. And I feel bad. I feel like an idiot. I never put it down. I, I love. I love the Little Giants. I I was thinking about putting it down, but I felt like I had to put down an adult movie at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. But I, I think everybody. I love. I love the Little Giants. They got the stick up icebox. Yeah, Mad Dog. The annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah, I I love that whole thing. The guy had the goat card and, the, and just everything about the Giants versus Cowboys and the Big Brother was a dick. And I love that movie. Was your favorite uh, character in there Spike on the Cowboys? No, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> favorite character was the kid with the glasses. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's a little kid. He had all that anger. He's like, Arr! he tried working out, doing the pull-ups and everything. I can't even tell you who my favorite was in that because there's just so many great characters. You know what's sad is that, like, remember the Spike and his dad, the dad with hot butt head, his like, uh, his son. Yeah, his dad, but his son with the the helmet. I remember yeah. seeing Brian Cushing do that in the Texans, and I'm like, there's Spike's dad right there. He was gushing blood when he did it, but he just had blood people. I'm like, that, that is the guy from, from Little Giants. I love Little Giants. That had some great football players in there, too. They had they had Lawrence Taylor, didn't they? No, it was Bruce Emmett. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want to say. Yeah, Bruce was the one I was thinking of. I want to say Tim Brown, Steve Atman. And then Madden. Yeah, John Madden was in there. I remember that because didn't he call it? Huh? Didn't John Madden wasn't John Madden the, the broadcaster in it? No. No. Or he he did some. I can't. Remember, I can't remember the movie that well. I just remember like the bits of it and like the, when they played the football, like the practices and everything like that. I tried to watch it the other day, but my kids told me no, it was stupid. 
It's not a super movie, and how dare they? I called them stupid. Yes, I called my kids stupid. If they say things like that, I will rebuttal on my movies. If I had children and they said that's a stupid movie, I would call them stupid. I, uh, I, no, no. It's a, it's no, a, great, a it's a great movie. It's a top movie. Yeah. Did you, uh, off subject real quick, did you watch ESPN, the late last dance thing? No. No? Okay. I have ESPN. I feel you would watch it. Because I know I, you're big into Jordan, so. I'm not big into Jordan. I think you're big into Jordan. No. You always you'd always argue with me. I'm a LeBron lover. Well, that's because in my mind, Jordan was the standard. We come from two different eras. Yeah. If I'm going to say who the greatest basketball player of all time is, and you're going to argue LeBron James, I think Michael Jordan's better. I think Kareem Abdul. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue ever because I can't argue because it's not even a. You, it's not even a scenario because you can't compare the two times. So I'll never argue that. But I just thought I would have watched it. I haven't watched it yet. Because the basketball that's on TV now is soft. Very soft. They're all in it for the money now. You can get a guy right now. He will be a bench player and he will get 30 to 40 million dollars and they will never play or go hard or they won't fight each other. They, they, everybody's friends now. A lot of the basketball players are friends. I hate when people are friends. Oh, I see a shit talking. Like when Odell and Norman or something like that. When they're on the field, I want to see, I want to see someone throw a punch and kill them. Did you ever see, I know this is totally off topic and everything else, but if you want to see a good NBA punch, watch Kermit, Kermit Washington punch Rudy Tom Donovich. Have you ever seen that? No. He, it's in the 70s, and he's straight. Kermit Washington straight annihilates Rudy Tomjanovich in, like, one punch. <laughs> I, I've never really seen, like, basketball fights. I saw the, I watched Kobe one. Like, I never paid attention to, like, the fighting and shit. You of course, but... Watch those bad boy Pistons, 30 for 30. Yeah. See, I wish, see, I, I've heard about the, the Pistons. Nobody wanted to fuck with the Pistons. Nobody wanted to mess with There's... the Celtics either. The who? The Celtics either. You couldn't go down the lane. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot you're a Boston lover. Yeah, I'm a Boston lover. And there's a sports movie. Based on my two, now that I now you jog my memory, there's a really good movie, baseball wise, Fever Pitch, about the '04 Red Sox season with Jimmy Fallon. That's a great movie with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Yes. I, oh <laughs> my God! Oh, I. All right. Well, you could you you loved probably Drew Barrymore when you were growing up, right? When she was a kid. Oh, I loved Drew Barrymore. Guessing. My wife. I fucking it. hate Drew Barrymore. I fucking hate Drew Barrymore. My wife knows it. She knows the minute she sees Drew Barrymore, I'm like, don't even pay attention to her. 
I but, hate Drew Barrymore as a fashion. I cannot stand her acting. I do not think she's a good-looking girl that much. I don't know why, but something about her when she acts, like it looks like she's having a stroke every time. But I, the only, the only thing I give you fever pitch because I like his whole memorabilia he had for the Red Sox. Like he had Red Sox toilet paper. He had everything for it. So I kind of like when I see sports memorabilia like that. So I, that's where I can be like, oh, all right, that's cool. But I, I don't know if it's like a. Like, I need to watch that movie too. If you're, yeah. if you're a Red Sox fan, that movie is. That's when they won it, right? Yeah. Well, because they had to reshoot yeah. the end of it because they won the because they won the World Series that year. Yeah. And yeah. then. Yeah, the yeah. Boston movie, the Boston Celtics movie, is absolutely horrible. Um, I would not recommend watching it. It's with Dan Aykroyd and um, shit. What's his name? Daniel Stern, uh, Marv <laughs> from Home Alone, <Right>. and Damon <laughs> Wayans. Do you know what I'm talking about? They had Marv. Yeah, it had Marv. And Marv and Dan Aykroyd are like these huge Celtics fans. And the Celtics are playing like the Utah Jazz in the finals. And Damon Wayans is like this superstar Michael Jordan-esque basketball player. And they kidnap him so the Celtics could try and win the finals. No, no. I've never, never even heard of this movie. Yeah, Celtic Pride. All right. I didn't so, even know Marv had another movie besides Home Alone. Yeah, he's got a couple of movies just by himself. He's he was actually the voice in. Have you ever seen? See, once again, there's an age gap. I like talking to this whole age gap thing though. Did you ever watch The Wonder Years? Well, nope. Okay, he's the narrator voice for The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years is. Uh, you watch the Goldbergs now? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the Goldberg. I like that show. Okay, the Wonder Years is like the 1960s version of the Goldbergs, but a little bit more serious. Oh. Uh, okay. And he narrates it. Yeah, he's like the voice of French Savage's character, Kevin Arnold. It's a good show. Oh, okay. I I don't know it, but I I, I can see what you mean, though. All right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go through our little tournament here that we have. And remember, I'm gonna go through the picks. Matt had Creed, Draft Day, Friday Night Lights, Jerry Maguire, Never Back Down. I had the Sandlot, Major League, the OG Bad News Bears, Necessary Roughness. <laughs> Any given Sunday, and our two wild cards were Miracle and Remember the Titans. So I will give you the round one, two, round one and two matchups, semifinals, and then the finals. And let's see what you what you picked over, say, the people that voted. Uh, so we got round one. We have Miracle versus Necessary Roughness. Who do you think got that one? Uh, miracle. Yep, by sixty, they got sixty-two percent of the votes. Here we go. Yeah. Never back down 
versus Major League? Oh, Major League. <laughs> Shockingly, it only got 74% of the votes. See? That's okay, though, because that means there are those people out there who know never backed down and be like, I still can relate to this movie. This movie hyped me up when I was a kid. One of those little childhood movies. Alright, our next one. We got Creed versus Remember the Titans. Man, I wish Creed would have won, but I already know where this is going. Yeah, 82%. Yeah, I saw that happen. Here was the closest one. The original Bad News Bears versus Friday Night Lights. I want to say, I would like to say Friday Night Lights, but I feel like people always say the Bad News Bears instead because it's got the comedy and everything. That was the that was the closest one in the first round. Bad News Bears barely won with 51% of the votes. Oh, wow. Yeah. All I right. Was, All I right. Was, I was shocked. So here we go. Round two. We got Miracle versus Draft Day. I think it's a lot more hockey lover, so I'm going to guess Miracle. Yeah, 65%. Yeah. Like I said, Draft Day is a secret. Like it's not a talked about movies. Not a lot of people. I feel like not a lot of people know about that movie. No. Um, Major League versus Jerry Maguire. Major League. Yeah. Eighty-four percent of the votes. I love black people though. Any given Sunday versus Remember the Titans. I say remember things, I think, right? Yeah, they got it. 70%. And then Sandlot versus Bad News Bears. Sandlot. 81% of the votes. So here we are. That's that's a good comparison, though, for two movies. They're kind of like the little same movie. So those two, that's pretty good, though. I don't nineteen seventies bad news bears. I, it, it's it's rough. It's rough. It's got some language in there that today <laughs> would have not be okay. Yeah, when little Tanner that reminds me of Cody starts running around dropping N bombs. <laughs> I was like, whoa! All right. So in our semifinals, we have Miracle versus Major League. Uh, I'm going to guess Miracle. It was Major League with 72% of the vote. Oh, wow. All right. That's cool. I like I like Major League a lot, but I know people, a lot of people like, like around here like hockey and the whole USA. Yeah. Here, here we go. Sandlot versus Remember the Titans. Oh, Remember the Titans. Yeah. I was upset by this one. Matt Johnson. Can't believe he said that. He picked yeah. that one. I'm still upset by it. Um, yeah, every, I knew everybody. Somebody's going to remember the Titans in there because the, people talk about sports and we still always think about. And that, but that was a close one. It only got fifty point two percent of the votes. And here's oh, our final, here's our final. Remember the Titans versus Major League. I remember the Titans. Remember the t- yeah, 
fifty-eight percent of the votes. Yeah. Yeah. That's our thing. You want to? You want to add anything else? Yeah. Anything? Anything? You want to go? I know yeah. you're a fitness guy. You want to talk? You want to add a little fitness thing before we wrap this up? Oh yeah, coronavirus sucks and has ruined my gym life, and I've had to build a whole home gym on its own. But now we're here. Well, at least you're still going. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, trying. It it is what it is. I'm at that point. Yeah. I, I got New York State thinking that I'm a teacher. They only saw my transcripts. They'd be like, "Yeah, let's open up the school just for his kids." Yeah, yeah. All right. So, to everybody out there, thank you once again, Matt, for helping me out with this. And just want to give everybody the lovely Truman Show ending. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. You hear any new podcasts lately? Yeah. Like what? Um, like Hardly Kayfabe. Hardly Kayfabe? What's that? Hardly Kayfabe is a professional wrestling podcast on the network where, actually, hey, you're a host of them. Oh, that's right. I am. Myself, Johnny Townsend, and Matt Johnson, all co-hosts Hardly Kayfabe the professional wrestling podcast of the network found on BICBP-radio.com. Have you ever listened to it? I've listened to it, and I've actually guessed it on it. You guessed on it? I have. That's fun. Do you like wrestling? I really love wrestling. So if you love wrestling, you would love this show. Hardly kayfabe. I think Chris is a robot. <laughs>